if I've gotten pregnant, now the decision is almost 100% on me. And whatever decision I make not only affects me, but affects you. And I don't have to ask you for your opinion on that, you know? But then I don't have to take responsibility either for having done that or for having made the decision because I can then put some of that responsibility on you for a choice that I'm making, you know? So I don't, A, have to tell you I'm pregnant. B, I don't have need your permission whether or not I want to have a baby or not have a baby. Um, It's 100% on me. We now bring you Enter the Freud. This is for entertainment purposes only. It is no way medical advice. A fairly common story of relationships and love and sex, if I try to really simplify it down, it's like young man, young woman meet out. They flirt. There's attraction. Um, they flirt or do whatever and they end up having sex. The woman gets pregnant. The man maybe didn't really, and he just kind of wanted to have some fun and wanted to have sex. He wasn't really intending to procreate. Um, and so he's kind of like, oh, no, no. And maybe he disappears or maybe he's like, oh, I don't know. And the woman's like, oh, I, th- I like the guy. I wanna, I'd like to be with him. So if I keep the kid, maybe I can like keep him around. Um, and the guy's like, oh no, like, let's not do this. And who knows what the guy does, but the woman's like, well, I'm going to keep the kid because like, I, like, I want to do this. Like, let's have a family. Let's be together and have a family. That sounds good to me. And the guy's like, oh no. Uh, and then the kid's born and then the dad disappears. And the normal cultural narrative is what a, f- what a awful, horrible man he is. He has, he had the kid with this woman He's a complete loser that he bailed on her. And there's a bit of a lack of awareness of, but wait a minute, that's not the whole story. Like, yeah, when they were fooling around and uh, had sex, potentially there's some responsibility there on the guy's part. But like, they were fooling around having sex and there was no discussion or conversation or implication or no one ever really would have thought that like, he was signing up to be a f- in a family now. Mm-hmm. And so then just to simply uh, label him as a toxic, masculine, selfish, irresponsible loser just seems too simplistic. I'm not trying to let him off a hook either. It's tricky. But just to be so simplistic as he's a, he's a horrible, awful person. If the woman decides she's going to keep the kid, he has a duty now to like be a family man with her. Mm-hmm. I think my... my... My first thought was like, well, hmm, I don't know. We live in a society in which we pretend that there's a 50-50 situation going on. But the fact of the matter is it's not, right? So, I mean, the way that we actually move through the world and make decisions is not, in fact, 50-50. Because the first thing I would think is, okay, well, if he's being stupid, she's being equally stupid, right? Like, they're both being impulsive and not considering the... Uh, the implications of whatever it is they're doing. Um, but then at, when the decisions get made, then it's not a 50-50 decision anymore, <laughs> right? Then the woman gets way more of that decision than the man, right? 
and also somehow weirdly less of the judgment for the decision on a strange level. Right. right? That's what's so um, interesting. Because it's not like when, when someone's thinking, okay, I want to have a kid, they're not going, this is going to sound bad. And it's, it's probably going to sound not the way that I intended to come out, but it's not like, oh, lady, I don't know what, I can't think of a name off the top of my head. That was probably not a great decision on your part. Like, you know, a lot of it, like from a female perspective, a women's perspective is like, poor man, like horrible man. I'm now in this like situation in which I've weirdly become like, uh, what do you call it? Um, when something becomes all of a sudden super innocent, um, just by nature of being the, a pregnant woman, all of a sudden, any problematic right. All behavior. of a sudden, she's kind of like the Virgin Mary. Kind of. Yeah. It's like right. All right. if a, a woman is pregnant, she's an innocent, angelic Virgin Mary. Yeah. Like, I'm good now. Like, for whatever reason. it It's a really strange cultural phenomenon. You're right. Like, I, th that's certain, totally true. Yeah. There's certain instances in which you some factor comes into play and all of a sudden you're non-problematic now. It's just an interesting thing. Just It is interesting. And let me just kind of emphasize the yeah. point even more. If there's a woman and she decides, for whatever reason, I'd like to go out tonight and I'd like to have sex and I'd like to have a man come inside me, there's about a 100% chance that she's going to be able to make that happen. Right? Oh, that's not what I thought you were going to say. But okay. And then let's say she does that and that she gets pregnant, right? Then we're probably going to like try to find who the father, and then let's say that like the dad is never around or whatever. We're going to probably try to find the father and label him as a horrible person. But if that woman had a hundred percent success rate with that intention, which she does, it's, it starts to be like, well, maybe it's not just like, are, are we trying to change all like four billion men on the planet so that like they're immune to a woman who's like, wanting to have sex like good luck changing those four billion men <laughs> but also like i mean women are fully capable of i think part of my we my thought about this is not to defend men so much because that's not really my intention my intention is to stop looking at women as though we're that because in a way and i've said this in a past uh podcast you've heard me say it is it weirdly diminishes who we are as humans and fully functioning to pretend that somehow we're incapable of all these different things, you know, in a, in a weird way to say, we're trying to empower ourselves by pretending that we're not empowered in the same way. Yep. So no, my point, men are problematic in lots of ways that we could discuss forever, but everyone's doing that. So why should I add myself to that? <laughs> you know, what I'm trying to say is let's have a more nuanced conversation about what women are doing and how we're doing this relative to men. Cause this, the, the story is not complete just to say you're bad. You got me pregnant. You're bad. Now, what are you going to do about it? Because where am I in this story? Fully functioning, thoughtful human being capable of mistakes, being mean, being good, being, you know, being kind. All those things are within me to do. And so for me to say that I have nothing and all of a sudden I'm a perfect angel that's, you know, divined this new being <laughs> and that guy's bad because he did it to me right. is, is a weird thing to do. And I don't think a helpful thing again. And the other part about it is, is 
you know, that gets missing in the debate. So I'm going to get to the point that I had made before, which is how we, you know, why we wanted to formulate this particular part of the conversation is that I get to make the decision for you and me, but then don't want to take any of that additional responsibility for having to have made that responsibility for now, potentially three plus people, right? So if I've gotten pregnant, now the decision is almost 100% on me. And whatever decision I make not only affects me, but affects you. And I don't have to ask you for your opinion on that, you know? But then I don't have to take responsibility either for having done that or for having made the decision because I can then put some of that responsibility on you for a choice that I'm making, you know? So I don't, A, have to tell you I'm pregnant. B, I don't have need your permission whether or not I want to have a baby or not have a baby. Um, It's 100% on me. Yep. And then let's say that you and I have sex. Um, We just met. We have sex. You get pregnant. Neither of us we're intending to you get pregnant. That was not like we were both not thinking of that, not hoping for that, but you get pregnant. And then you decide, cool, I want to keep this kid. And I'm like, oh, I, I don't, I think that's a bad idea. I don't think we should keep the kid. Um, and you're like, I'm going to keep the kid. I want to keep the kid. Now for the rest, for the next 20 years, the cultural narrative is you're an innocent victim and I'm a lousy dude for not sort of like rushing in to um treat you you know like the the golden innocent lovely mother but if you end up being a single mom then i'm kind of i'm kind of an asshole yeah you totally are (laughs) um but yeah but that's i've felt sympathetic to an extent for men in that situation because in my brain, which is not everyone else's, and I, I had this conversation with my sister and she was like, ooh. She understood what I was saying, but she has also like, that's a dangerous statement to me. I feel like if that happens, then either one of us gets a no vote and no vote wins. Always. If I say no, I don't want to have a kid, I win. If you say I don't want to have a kid, no kid. Like, to me, that's the only way to do that because I don't want to make a decision for you. Yes, it's my body, but I also, because I'm a fully grown functioning human, adult person, made the decision to have sex. And then I get to do all sorts of things with my body, which is my right to do. But do I have the right? It's an interesting ethical question. Do I really have the right to make a decision for you? Right. That's the question. And um, the research on child development and parenting suggests that what you're saying would be the best for raising healthy children. Because the research suggests that children do by far the best when they have two present invested parents. And so the current system where the woman gets to make the choice and it doesn't matter what the guy says and therefore it's fairly common that the woman has the kid and the guy's not around, that's not good for kids. So what you're saying kind of like jibes with the research on development. What you're saying does not jibe with um, the view. There's a religious view. There's a moral view. There's all kinds of views that did not jibe with what you're saying. 
Because what you're saying, sort of um, abortion comes into the equation here. Right. And abortion is just like such a loaded, controversial idea. Right. But I will also, I think it's important to state in that, that morals are not universal. So I think there's a, always this weird idea that morals are somehow universal from you to me to me to the person on the other side of the globe. Those are not universals. Um, I understand the religious perspective. I don't necessarily agree with it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I get it. Um, well, but we just opened a can of worms. I don't th- people don't quite realize that how much of a can of worms was opened in the mid 20th century when we started to decouple sex from procreation. Like that really happened in the course of the 20th century in a way that didn't really wasn't really part of the cultures that I know of before that, but where sex became uh self-expression or exploratory or fun or recreational or an identity or a personal growth or a therapeutic endeavor and not a procreation endeavor. Yeah, and that came with the invention of, you know, birth control. Right, and birth birth control really opened the gates to that. But birth control is, as we know, very, very imperfect and is often just not used. But the attitude of sex as fun... And that it's not for procreation. Like, I think most people now, especially young people, if you ask them, they don't even think of that sex is for procreation. Like, I sort of feel like that idea, which probably used to just be a, a, an a obvious assumption for most people, now people don't even, I think people have disconnected sex from procreation. Yeah, and I don't even think that. Part of it is just, if you're looking at it from an age, you know, developmental standpoint, it's very hard for a 20-year-old to really understand the implications of some of those choices. Right. I know we we act like that's true, but you've been 20, I've been 20. Yes. I had a kid at 22. So I know that I didn't understand. Like it seemed like this cool kind of theoretical thing like oh, a baby would seem like a cool idea. Like but I didn't at all understand the weight of it until probably about a week after I had my daughter when I was sitting there and it dawned on me. But the, people don't think of it that way. It's like this idea that could happen, maybe, and it'd be kind of fun, but you're not thinking about the practical implications of the decisions that you're making. Yeah. And, okay, but yeah. so there's probably two different camps. There's probably two different opinions, camps of opinions on this matter. And I don't even want to... Um, try to like say one's better than the other so here they are is the what's associated with the religious what's associated with the right wing of like if you're gonna have sex you got you you kind of shouldn't be really having sex unless you're prepared to have a baby and if you have a baby mom and dad both need to be invested for the life for the childhood and young adulthood of the baby and so therefore get married and that's the whole like no sex before marriage fit. And that's their stance. And honestly, there's a lot of like validity to that because the idea is that the, both the parents are invested and devoted to the raising of the kids. And that works very well. The problem with that is there's billions of people on the planet that are not down with that. They've decided, no, I want to have sex for the fun of it. And I can have sex for the fun of it. Or I can have sex for spiritual growth or 
exploration or bonding or whatever it is. There's a million sex has just like complete. And like, I just don't foresee the religious argument pulling those three billion people back into what the religious people see as responsible sex. Like, it's not going to happen. Like, that ship has sailed. Like, it ain't coming back. And so now we have to address this other question of like, okay, since people are having sex recreationally and for a, for a lot of non-procreation reasons, the, the word is people are fornicating. <laughs> since fornication has come and it's here to stay, <laughs> uh, what do we do? And then what do we do about um, unwanted pregnancies? And then you're saying this two vote thing. Everything else in relationships is two votes. Whether we're going to have sex or not requires two yes votes. Yeah. Uh, whether we're going to date requires two yes votes. Whether you and me are going to um, get married requires two yes votes. Whether you and me are going to spend the rest of our lives or whether you and me are going to um, take a trip together requires two yes votes. Mm-hmm. Maybe having a kid should require two yes votes. I mean, I think it only makes sense. But yeah, and I think that's going to... This is the one area that hypocrisy starts to come in or like clear, not non-equal thinking comes in, right? Because it's my body, my, my decision, my decision for us. But again, you know, it's stupid. I think it's a movie line. What is it? With great power comes great responsibility or something like that. I mean, honestly, we have the power to make a massive life decision for other people, right? And the ability to say, I don't actually care what you want. I'm going to do what I want. And I'm saying, because we have the responsibility and we are fully functioning people, we need to be able to step back and say, what is actually going to be the best thing for not just me, but for the other person and for the child? Because if I... And I'm going to use the word selfish here. If I selfishly say, I want this because it's about me at that point. It's just me. That is a selfish decision that has implications for lots of other people and potentially generations. Um, Because now I'm forcing someone else into a life decision that, you know, and, you know, this is one of those things. Well, you got to thank science. We have a way to not have that be the case. There are morning after pills. There are lots of ways that you could undo this. But now it comes down to your choice and what you intend to do, right? And so in many ways, the abortion debate is my body, my choice. But no, that's not 100% of the story. It is my body, but it is it should not be 100% my choice, especially when it comes to... Well, it's your body, but it's also a lot of other things. It's the life of that kid inside you. And it's has huge implications for the father. Right. Because then we say, okay, well, I made a decision for me and you. <laughs> and also now we're going to fight for the next 18 years because, well, I wanted it. And, well, I'm going to chase you around and try to get you to pay for this and do all these things. And on one hand, I get it. But on the other hand, I also understand why that guy is like, you had every opportunity not to do this. I didn't want to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, there's something, it's not politically correct in our culture to question or doubt the thinking or the motives of the woman who makes the decision. The woman gets to make the decision 100%. The man has zero say. But it's not okay, I think, for us to be like, hmm, 
Is she making a sound decision? Is she being selfish? Is she thinks she's going to get to hook that guy into a relationship if she keeps the baby? Or just have a baby that's for me. Right. Is she lonely (laughs) and wants someone? Or does she experience how much adoration our culture gives her when she's pregnant and how much attention and like almost um, divine status she's given when she has a baby? Because if that guy doesn't pay and then you go on welfare, then we hate you. You know, there's some other things that come into that. So that's an interesting thing that shifts, right? Depending on who you are, right? If you can make the decision to have the baby, let's say the guy, let's say, because there's all sorts of hypotheticals in here, in which case maybe the two wanted the baby together and then they broke up and then one leaves. That's a whole nother thing. It's not what we're talking about. Um, But in this one, we're talking about, I made the decision because I wanted a baby. I should be able to force you into it, but now you don't pay for it. Now I got to go to the county or whatever. And now I'm a bad person. Oh, when you're getting welfare, there's a societal. Yeah, because then you're not great anymore. You're only great insofar as you can convince that man to raise that child. Because <laughs> once that doesn't happen, you A, become a dole on this, you know, on the system, on the dole of the system. And, and you're problematic in many ways, right? And then sometimes we go, oh, poor you. But a lot of ways we don't, right? And then you have to sit there with that, like, well, now I'm now I'm not an angel person anymore. That, you know, I would have the whole angel, you know, status it hinges on my ability to make that guy do the thing, right? Which is another just interesting dynamic to the decision that people are not thinking about. But I wanted to ask you, what is... What is the hum- our societal desire to make certain people innocent or angelic? What is that? Why, if I decide to have a baby, all of a sudden, for the time that I'm pregnant, really, it's only the time that I'm pregnant for the most part, I'm like an infallible human. I'm so great. Or if I have some other maybe thing that is now an element of my life or, you know, maybe I hurt myself and I can't walk. Now I'm innocent or whatever like what is that desire yeah, to that, make certain people innocent that's a great question um there's this i get my mind is coming up with two different ideas one is the thing that i'm often talking about about black and white thinking is we humans complex gray area thinking doesn't come natural to us for some reason, and I think it's a, I think it's an old primitive survival thing. We want to think in simplistic black and white terms. That person's good. That person's bad. I'll go join their team, and we'll run away, either run away from or kill that person. Because it's probably just like an old survival thing. It's like rabbits thought in black and white terms. Fox is bad. Other rabbits are good, and that like helped keep them survive. And we still have that primitive brain in us. So I think partially it's a. a a black and white thinking, just like old remnant of our primitive brain. And then, but then the other thing that comes up is like this archetypal idea. And this idea that there's kind of all these archetypes out there, like the archetypal warrior or the archetypal devil. And there's an archetype of the like, um, innocent, beautiful, loving, nurturing mother. And you can just kind of imagine a picture or imagine a painting or something of just a mother um, nursing her baby. And it just kind of conjures up that archetype of 
beauty and love and innocence and milky nourishment. It just kind of like fills you with that vibe. And that, that woman and that baby is this archetypal thing of innocence and purity and loving, you know, kind of like this agape love. And it's just like such a beautiful thing. And we want to just cherish and treasure that. And then I think now bring in the black and white thinking is like, and that has to be all good. And I want to believe in that thing. And I think humans, we just can kind of get seduced into like believing in these archetypal things. Mm -hmm. And that weirdly circles us back to that idea that all things feminine are that thing. Yeah. And therefore good. And our decisions are therefore good. And it doesn't question itself in any way. And 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 again, when we're trying to like figure out what society is, we reinforce that theme. That's totally true. Yeah, and we and I can I can even feel as we're talking this like, but I don't want to uh, criticize or doubt that maternal goodness. It's like I want to believe in that. If there's anything that's like ultimately good in the world, I want it to be that. But why isn't good the complex? Why isn't that the good thing? Because there's no such thing as 100% great, right? And we have to understand the complexity and nuance of humans and make that what is beautiful about being a totally, human, I male totally or female agree. or anything in but the But can't you feel that? Like when you imagine, just picture a mom nursing her baby. And just like I can feel in me this like natural primitive psychological instinct to want to idealize that. And it, it's honestly... Probably, who knows? Probably what it is. It's my, own, it's like my own memories of when I was a baby, and like I needed to believe that mom was great. And now she puts her breast in my face when I'm hungry, and I start nursing, and I feel so good in love. And like I need to believe in that. And part of the honest thought is sometimes moms are like, "God, I hate this. Yeah, totally. This is terrible." You're annoying me. God, the little <laughs> shit is biting my fucking nipple. I fucking hate this shit. I can't wait till we're done with this stupid. Honestly, that's part of it that no one talks about. Totally. That, you know, we've like idealized this, but we don't, which lends itself to a lot of other problems that are, you know, in there where like women's looking at this, maybe like, totally. I really don't want to be doing this right now. And God, it hurts. And I kind of want to like, <laughs> you know and then when someone says that it's like oh my god you're a terrible woman you're not the right kind of woman you're right and, and it's it's because of this um idolizing or deification of that maternal archetype right which is why we let them make we let complex human beings have too much of the responsibility of choices and some of it we've done to ourselves we want that we want to be the ones that make that decision right but then we don't want the responsibility of having made that decision because we want to be like, I'm nice. I'm good. Yeah. I don't, you know, and my whole point of this conversation is to say, women are not a hundred percent good. We're not angel babies, but neither are men a hundred percent bad. Right. And all of our relationships with each other have to be negotiable. And that means big life decisions in lots of ways and how we're going to exist together in society. I should not have the ability to make a hundred of giant choice for you. And I wouldn't, I don't think I should want that. I, I wouldn't want to bear that decision-making burden that says, I have now on my own, for whatever reason it is, made this life decision for, it's not 18 years, let's be real, you're going to have to be in that person's life for the rest of your life, you know? 
for I've made that decision for both of us without asking you or and and in that I'm giving you some of the burden and I'm giving it I'm giving it to you so it doesn't it's not all on me right and I'm you know people are going to probably get to this point and they already have logged off because they didn't like the thing I said 10 minutes ago it's a supercharged controversial topic we're talking about right and you have to be able to stick it out and listen to the whole conversation into the whole argument that's being made because we have to get out of that momentary judgment of what's being said. And you're right. I didn't realize it, but we've kind of hit on something important that there is this deep unconscious human tendency to want to idealize and deify the maternal love. There's, there's this image, and it goes back to the Virgin Mary as a good archetype. But, the, and, but this is a cross-cultural thing. There's like cave f- paintings of 7,000 years ago and carvings that were found of pregnant women. So people all across the world have been deifying this thing. So it's deep in us. But that the, like, the pregnant woman or the woman nursing, she's just like pure goodness and i can even feel it in myself that i part of me believes and wants to believe that that woman nursing baby she's pure goodness 